Today, our show is sponsored by Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. If you are among them, know that you're not alone and there is a solution you can trust to deliver results. Thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol offers targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. Healthier hair growth takes time. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months of use. Nutrafol is physician-formulated to be 100% drug-free. They use medical-grade botanicals in consistently effective doses so you get the most reliable results. And no matter your stage in life, they have a solution. Nutrafol women's formulation is ideal if you're experiencing thinning hair loss caused by stress, dieting, overstyling, or environmental toxins. Their other formula, Women's Balance, is for additional hormone support for those with thinning hair through menopause. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code SELFIE to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code SELFIE. Today's sponsor is EveryPlate. Initially, I thought meal kits had to be expensive, that they were kind of a splurge. But as it turns out, every plate is more affordable than groceries. Their quality ingredients come pre-portioned to help you save money and reduce food waste, you know, like the bag of spinach that I throw out every single week. You can skip the store and let every plate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a consistently low price. For me, in the summer, I'd rather be out enjoying the sunshine than cooking. Every plate helps me do just that. Simple, stress-free recipes come together in just six steps and are ready in about 30 minutes or less. You can choose between 17 recipes that change every week and swap proteins and sides to your liking, so you can switch up dinner routines however you want. Every plate helps me experience more of my favorite things in life by saving me time and money, which means more money towards vacations, concerts, the list goes on. You can choose from classic plate, veggie plate, family plate, and easy plate preferences to serve up crowd-pleasing meals night after night. Try every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code SELFIE179. Again, that's $1.79 per meal at everyplate.com with the code SELFIE179. Hey everyone, I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and a psychotherapist. And I'm Rue Powell, an admitted workaholic and self-care Luddite. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about women learning to take better care of themselves. We think self-care is important, but it can simultaneously be elusive. We don't lack information about it, but we don't always quite get there. So this podcast is dedicated to exploring different aspects of self-care, from the silly to the serious. We're looking at health, relationships, beauty, periods, and maybe a touch of the random. We also want to look at the hurdles we face that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. To submit questions to me or Rue, or to Claire, our beauty expert, or BJ, our resident therapist, join us in our private forum by searching Selfie Podcast Community on Facebook. Hey guys, well today I'm going to be talking with Bernadette Judge about adrenal fatigue. This is a topic I'm very interested to talk about because I do suffer from this a bit. I think to be honest, a lot of us are dealing with adrenal fatigue after, you know, many of us pulling double duty with work and homeschooling kids and all of the craziness that went with COVID. So we're going to be talking about that. And then BJ and I are going to be talking about how to build our social muscles back up as, you know, we've been sitting at home and um, we haven't had as many outings and then lots of circuiting the vaccine and venturing back out. And how do we build those friendship muscles back up that have been laying dormant? Um, Rue, how are you? Oh, gosh. Well, I am excited for this conversation with BJ because I don't feel like I've lost all social skills. I don't Mm -hmm. think that's the case because I've been able to, you know, work and deal with family and, you know, but what I – and this is sad, but I feel like I have to come to terms with the fact that some of my friendships have just ended. Mm -hmm. And and not necessarily because there was some sort of dramatic ending. It's just that with – with COVID and then, you know, you can only keep in touch via text with so many people and then other people are busy or other people are having babies or other people are dealing with COVID in their own ways. My, I think my social circles are going to look really different. Um, 
you know, by the end of 2021 than they did in 2019, which I don't know, it's it's sad, but I'm trying not to I'm trying not to look at it as a really terrible thing. I, I don't know. Maybe that's are you feeling that way at all? Yeah, I mean I, I yes, I do feel that way, in fact. And I agree. And it's it's almost like it has self-selected a little bit, if that makes sense. Like, you know, we we kinda had to refine, I think, and dive right. deeper in some friendships and let some go. Yeah, and it's sad because I still, I still, I think I'm at the point where I would like to make new friends. I would like to make local friends. I would Mm -hmm. like to make mom friends. Mm -hmm. Um, I have friends that I make through work and hobbies and interests and, you know, family, but just like friends around town. But I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm, or even like, you know, we have all these internet friends that we haven't seen in how long now because like. Chris and you and I saw each other probably twice a year. We we um, would, and it's so weird that we don't have that natural kind of built-in like, oh, I'll, I I know that we'll do a big catch-up, you know, at Mom right. Two, or we'll do a big catch-up. But like, you know, I I can think of a handful of friends where I like we maintained our friendship by seeing each other a couple times a year, and that hasn't happened. Right. So I am, um, yeah. It's it's. I think I'm coming to terms with the sadness around it, and yeah. also. The realization that maybe, maybe we can come to a natural conclusion instead of trying really hard to resuscitate yeah. all of them. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I was just thinking about that. I am maybe because I am nearing the end of this work project, where I have been all in for, gosh, I don't know how many months now, and it's all been consuming. you know just completely all consuming, yeah. and it's the same people and. You know, because it's uh, we're in close quarters. I'm with these people, and I'm getting uh, COVID tested three times a week. And so there's a group of us that are unmasked, and it's this weird. It's like this weird alternate universe where I'm unmasked around people. You know, um, and it's coming to an end. And I am just. I feel like I'm bad at transition, and it's it's like weird reentry. Like summer, you come back from summer camp, and you're like, ah, I got to figure out. Mm-hmm. Like what? What are my new? What are yeah. my new um, processes going to be? What's my new routine going to be like? And so I am not there yet, but I am feeling anxious about the upcoming transition into yes. whatever is next. Yeah, I think I find transitions to be difficult too, especially coming out of really busy seasons, because I think you, you know, you develop habits, and when all of that is just kind of done, it's for me that provokes a lot of anxiety. Yes, I think I think I'm there and I um I am going to confess a secret maybe shameful vice that I <laughs> and I I'm I I confess it to my therapist and so once we talked it through and I felt like I got to the right conclusion I feel like I can tell, you know, the all world. of you. Yes. Um I will smoke a cigarette like 5 times a year. <laughs> maybe more as like this secret vice that no one knows about Mm -hmm. or where I'm just off by myself and it feels secretive and like there's something sensory about holding a cigarette and lighting it and smoking it and then being done and then like washing my hands and brushing my teeth and no one's the wiser, changing my shirt. (laughs) Now, is it something that I would be mortified that if like my kids knew? Yes, Mm -hmm. but it's not an addiction. I don't care about it that much. It it just felt like something – sneaky that I could like something that's almost a little bit bad but isn't yeah. and I can't tell if like, I'm trying to rebel or not and so you as a therapist might be able to guess what my therapist said which is just like it seems like you need to take a little time for yourself yes. and that's like a really easy way to do that Absolutely. I don't have the time to go do yeah. like a t- like the, the two-hour investment into going like mountain biking like I did last summer but like a five minute cigarette, like sneakily somewhere yes. where I'm, you know, all of my senses are engaged. Maybe that's what I'm looking for. So I go, totally. okay, it's actually not that. It's just that I want to check in with my body and have mm-hmm. some time to myself. 100%. So like, I guess I can meditate or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, a yearly cigarette is probably Maybe a I need to like mild... just snort essential oils. I was reading yeah. that you can smoke essential oils, which I have no, like, I don't. I mean, obviously, I was, I'm, like, smoking nicotine and tar, so essential oils, I probably shouldn't be, like, raising an eyebrow at that. But I just find 
I think maybe in my entire life, including rebellious stages in my young adulthood, maybe I've smoked, I don't know, 30 cigarettes total. Like this is not, and I'm 38, so it's not like it's a big deal, but it just feels, like if I told my mom right now, she'd be mortified. But oh, it's sure. also, it's also not enough for it to be a health issue, I don't think. Okay, and not I, enough. I have an idea for you. Okay, hit me because I need something. <laughs> there are CBD cigarettes. No, are yes, there? Yes, there are. There are. There's a bunch of them. Um, one. It's so funny. I know this because this brand called Toast. They sent me some CBD chocolates, which were incredible. Um, so good. But then I was looking. I was poking around on their website and saw that they have full on like fancy CBD cigarettes, and these would be the perfect thing for like you know, once or twice a year because they're fancy. Like these are not daily cigarettes. Oh, I um, love fancy. Yeah. And they're just, they're 100 milligrams of CBD and that's it. There's no tobacco oh, is in it them. wetoast.com? That's the one. Yeah. Aren't those pretty? It's like, and it's pretty packaging, you know. We love it our pretty packaging. Pretty. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to buy them and I still don't want anyone to tell my children. <laughs> No, I wouldn't want my kids to know either. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have a funny story about that. My boyfriend smokes cigars, similar to you. I mean, he smokes a cigar maybe three times a year, never by himself, always with friends, you know. And he posted on Instagram himself smoking cigars, and my kids got so upset. Because <gasps> oh, they no. don't really understand. So they're like, he smokes? And I'm like, well, no, not like I that. My my kid will walk around wearing her Dare t-shirt and I know she's just judging oh me and gosh. she doesn't even know. I I can feel it. That's really um, funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, these look so pretty. And I think that's the thing. I just want a fancy little vice once in a while. Yeah. That's all. That's yeah. all I want. No, I think it, that that's okay. Okay. You're well, not I, hurting I, anyone. You're not well, really hurting yourself. No. And my therapist kind of laughed. She was like, Rue, it's like – even if you're smoking one cigarette a week, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not. But um, these are very pretty, and I think I'm going to get these. You should. Okay. Um, anyway, by the way, how's your self-care going? <laughs> <laughs> um, mine's actually going pretty well. I mean, what can I say? My kids went back to school full time. I mean, it's it's just so cliche, but it's like, wow, my self-care is way better when they're in school. Sure. Um, and mine have been out of school this entire year. They, you know, my youngest was in school f for two hours a day, basically. Um, and my oldest were doing at home school. So they're all back at least four days a week. They're all back in school. And it's it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Have you been able to putter and dither? And I'll I, I will have we'll have to reference like the previous episode where we talked about this. But have you been able to putter and dither now that they've been in school? No, I am not there quite yet because I st I feel like I'm still catching up. You know, like right. I I feel like I'm still just like pulling myself out of you know just that monster to do list that accumulated when I they were always home. So I'm not there quite yet, but I I see I see the puttering in the distance and I'm very excited for it. Yes. No, I like that. <laughs> I I want to make sure that I don't get to a place where I I want to make sure that I don't get to a place where I'm I'm like completely pre-covid. Do you know cuz I think there are some things that we took away. Yeah, that were good. Um, but yes, I think it's. Does it feel? Do you feel like you've got like more time for yourself at least, or do you think you're still going to be playing catch up for a bit? I think I'll have more time for myself very shortly. Very shortly. Yeah, I do. Um, and I want to create more time for myself. So, I like being intentional about it. So yeah, I I think it'll be good. Well, what do you have for two thumbs up this week? Ooh, okay. I have um, – I'm dealing with jaw issues again, and I know we've talked oh, about this. Oh, me and too. I, I actually went back to look at the um, the mouth guard that you got mm -hmm. because I feel like I just have to get it now because my doctor just wants me to do – my dentist just wants me to do Valium at night, and I can't add like another – No, don't do that. Don't do that because that's so your, – your body will get tolerant to it, and then it's right. terrible to get, get off. Yeah. And also, I, I mean, I'll do the Botox in my jaw because I think I need some quick relief, yeah. but it's not yeah. a cure. It's not a cure-all. No. So I've been trying to, you know, um, I'm 
when I go through stressful periods, I just gnash at my teeth and I'm afraid I'm going to crack a molar. So I, um, I was talking to a friend about it and I was talking to my friend Kim Holderness and she uses it also just for, for puffy eyes, but she recommended an ice roller Mm -hmm. and you can just keep it in the freezer or the fridge and I use it to um, – there's one off Amazon. It's super I have, cheap. I have this exact same one. This one, do you like it? I do. It's great. I have several of them, actually. My kids love them. They're really great. So I – especially if I've – if I'm puffy face in the morning, I feel like it helps. Yeah. But then also I feel like it's really soothing if I roll it up and down my jaw oh, and like yeah. right around my neck. So I, I like this and it's got a two thumbs up from Kristen too. So that's four thumbs up. <laughs> um, and then also this is a website where I am not yet like going to restaurants or cafes or like sitting and doing work. But as someone who works from home, I sometimes miss the ambient noise of people. So there's this website called I Miss Mad Cat. I miss my cafe.net <laughs> and it's pretty design and you click on it and there's music or you can um, and you can control how much you want to hear. So you can listen to you can have a little barista in the background, someone um, preparing drinks, the clinking of coffee cups or like other oh customers kind of talking a little bit or is it rainy outside? And maybe it seems silly, but there's something kind of lovely about it to uh, to have that going on while I'm. I don't know, maybe puttering or dithering or going through emails. So that I like is it. so funny. If you miss the ambiance of a coffee shop, not for doing any deep work because yeah. I could never do that, but for, you know, responding to emails, check out imissmycafe.com. I love it. <laughs> How about so you? What are your two thumbs up? Well, I have a new um, gummy supplement. What else is new? You know me. I'm just basically <laughs> – like I'm basically stocking a candy store in my bathroom oh my at this God. point. I bought the ones that you told the ones that you said in a previous episode. The source one, the chocolate ones. Oh yeah, those are nice, right? They're yeah, like little M and M's. Yes, the B twelve ones. And then I realized that I had to figure out what the max was because I was oh, eating yeah. too many. I know that's a problem. But I have not missed my B twelve at all. That's the thing. <laughs> that is the trick. If you make your vitamins taste good, and it's the only candy you give yourself during the day, you'll eat them. Right. So I basically did this now with my CBD because I was doing tinctures. I'm trying to take CBD every day. It's good for inflammation. It's good for a host of things. It's good for anxiety. Um, but I don't like the way it tastes. So I found a gummy, a CBD gummy that I love. It's watermelon flavored. Um, they're big. They taste like a big piece of candy. I mean, they taste exactly like a watermelon, you know, kind of gummy bear. Um, but they're from a brand called Half Day. Um, and yeah, I'm very happy with them. It makes me very happy when it's time to take them. And so, what do if you what what do they do for you? Well, the thing with CBD is you don't feel anything, but you but you don't feel anxious. So it's hard to it's hard to gauge the effect of CBD because you you shouldn't notice it if that makes sense until later. You're like, oh wait, I was really chill today. You know? Oh, nice. So it just kind of takes the edge off. Yeah, yeah. But there's okay. no THC in it. You know, it doesn't make you high or loopy or, or anything like that. Well, I want to get – since you mentioned the Toast Emerald CBD smoky things, I want to get the free shipping and there's like chocolate, CBD chocolate. And I am so – I am such a CBD novice that I'm, yeah. I just wait for your recommendation. So, okay. Well, I well, can get that CBD too. Well, that CBD chocolate, I can tell you, is delicious. What's the difference in – I can choose either the 20 milligrams or the 100 milligrams. Do 100. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do 100. Kristen said, go big or go home. (laughs) Um, And then my other discovery this week was so, okay, a year into the pandemic, I finally was like, where do you keep your masks? Where, like, where do you store them when you're not using your masks? I keep a basket by the front door. So I have mine hanging from my car, like, console, which is super Mm -hmm. gross. And then when I am like somewhere and then if I take mine off, I'll just shove it in my purse, which I'm like, this is disgusting. So I finally found these like mask cases, you know, and so they're just kind of like, like a neoprene cloth, like almost like an almost like a fabric envelope. Oh my gosh, these are great. Yeah, they come in a bunch of different sizes. Or I'm sorry, not sizes colors. And so I bought mm-hmm. them for the masks. But the funny thing is, I'm now using them for everything because they're different colors. So if you throw your stuff into them in your purse, everything is super organized. So I have 
one for my masks. I use one for my sunglasses. I use one for my cords in my purse. I use one for my lip gloss. I use one for makeup brushes now in my suitcase. And I actually just ordered more because I love them so much. These are these are great. They just keep everything tidy. So they're great for masks, but they're also just really nice. Like I give them to my kids. I'm like, oh, you know, great for tampons. Like, sure. So that, you know, when you open your purse, it's not just like a jumble of everything. And you can go like, oh, orange is my sunglasses and green is my masks. <laughs> or my mask is just right up against a bunch of crumpled up single dollar bills. Yeah, that's it's what I've like been that. doing yeah. for an entire year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like a dummy. Yes. So yeah, I, I love these. They're really great. These are great. I'm going to get these too. We want to take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors. You guys know I love meal kits. I love meal subscription kits, but there is one real standout at a much lower price point, and that is Every Plate. Even at regular price, Every Plate is up to 58% cheaper than all of the other ones out there. In fact, one meal from Every Plate is about the same price as a cup of coffee. And every plate dinners are the cheaper alternative to takeout or delivery. Recipes come together in about 30 minutes, definitely faster than a trip to the grocery store and starting a meal from scratch. Every plate offers contactless delivery to your doorstep for easy home cooking on a budget. Getting dinner on the table can be a real challenge, especially in the middle of a pandemic where we're all tired of cooking and eating the same thing. Every plate can plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a really good price. Every plate provides easy to follow recipes and pre portioned ingredients, and it takes the stress out of dinner time. It's great for kids learning to cook and great for parents who are stressed between work and school supervision. Every Plate offers a changing menu of 14 recipes per week featuring a range of flavors and ingredients so you'll never get bored. You can try Every Plate, which is a fantastic deal already, but they are giving our listeners meals for just $1.99 per meal with an additional 20% off your next two boxes by going to everyplate.com and entering the code SELFIE199. Again, that is code SELFIE199 for $1.99 per meal plus an additional 20% off your next two boxes at everyplate.com. So when I was a teen learning to shave my legs, my mom did not do me any favors by buying me really cheap disposable razors. If you grew up in as a teen in the 90s, you know the ones and they left nicks and cuts all over me when I was trying to shave. So with two girls learning how to shave their legs right now, I am committed to making sure that they have good quality razors. Guys, I was probably well into my 30s before I realized the difference a quality razor makes. Today's sponsor is Athena Club. They have great razor kits that we have been using in our house for a couple months. The razor blades are awesome. They are surrounded by this water-activated serum that has shea butter and hyaluronic acid, so you get a silky smooth shave that actually leaves your skin soft and hydrated as opposed to stripped dry. And their blades are spaced out to let hair and shave cream pass through easily so you don't have to make a ton of passes going over and over the skin to remove the hair. Fewer passes means less irritation to your skin, which cuts down on razor burn and ingrown hairs. The razor kit is only $9 with free shipping and it comes with two blade cartridges, a cute little magnetic hook for your shower storage, and your choice of a handle color. I personally chose the coral. But what I really like about it is they have a ton of different colors, black, white, pastel neon. So if you have a big family like mine, everyone can have the razor in their own color so you don't get them confused. What I also love about Athena Club, you guys know I love automating things. You never have to worry about dull blades because they send refills on your schedule. You just choose how often you want them and they will send them automatically with free shipping. I would also highly recommend their cloud shave foam too. It's insanely thick and stays on while you shave so you don't have to reapply. It leaves your skin feeling very moisturized. It's really, really good. If you want to try a great quality razor that cuts down on the wastefulness of disposable razors, try Athena Club Razor Kit. You can get 20% off your first order at athenaclub.com with the promo code SELFIE. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with the promo code SELFIE for 20% off. We've talked a lot about skincare on the show and specifically tretinoin. If you're not familiar, it's a retinoid, which is an active vitamin A derivative that's used to improve the texture, tone, and appearance of the skin. Today's sponsor, Dear Brightly, has a product called Night Shift, and tretinoin is the active ingredient in Night Shift. This is the only FDA-approved retinoid for treating photoaging, which is premature skin aging due to long-term sun exposure. 
Tretinoin stimulates collagen production to prevent and treat signs of premature skin aging from years of sun damage, things like fine lines and wrinkles, dark spots, uneven skin tone, and big pores. Tretinoin can only be acquired through a prescription, but it's 20 times more potent than the -the over-the-counter retinol products. It's one of the most well-researched ingredients with over 50 years of research behind it for both acne and photoaging. I had a chance to try Night Shift and I'm really liking it. I have the unfortunate experience of having both breakouts and wrinkles at the same time, and it's great for both. I have seen my fine lines decreasing. I've seen my skin tone looking better, and it feels really nice. If you've used an over-the-counter retinol before, you know it's really great, but a dermatology-grade retinoid is even better. Night Shift is their dermatologist-formulated serum that's tailored to your skin by doctors online. Dear Brightly works by you first of all starting by sharing your skin story with them, then a doctor evaluates your skin and your skin history. They then tailor your formula and write a prescription, if applicable, and your tailored serum will be delivered to you in the mail. It's super simple and easy. Head to www.dearbrightly.com and enter the promo code SELFIE to get 15% off your first order, which is their very best offer anywhere. That's S-E-L-F-I-E to get 15% off your first order at dearbrightly.com. In our Facebook community group, we talk a lot about eye creams. And Rue and I got the Total Eye Lift from our sponsor, Clarence, recently, and it is fantastic. It's a plant-based formula. It's fueled by ingredients of 94% natural origin. It has a combo of organic herangana extract and cassie flower wax, which gives a visible lifting and wrinkle smoothing effect. And it's packaged in a really nice, eco-friendly, airless bottle made of recycled glass. I'm a sucker for packaging, and this one is a good one. What I also really like about it is that it's an all-in-one. It does it all. It works on crow's feet, dark circles, and puffiness. It's also an anti-aging cream. You can take aim at a whole bunch of issues at once. I also have really sensitive eyes. I've talked about that before. And this one is suitable for all kinds of skin types, including us sensitive folks, even people who wear contacts. 80% of women who've tried it reported a visible eye lift in 60 seconds, and 86% noticed a visible difference in four weeks and visibly firmer skin. I can attest, I've really noticed a difference as well. Discover more about Clarence products at clarensusa.com and get 10% off your purchase of Total Eye Lift with the code SELFIE10. That's clarensusa.com, C-L-A-R-I-N-S-U-S-A.com and get 10% off of the Total Eye Lift with the code SELFIE10. Well, it is time for us to chat with Bernadette Judge. I am actually really excited about this topic because it's one that I have been very curious about, um, and I've heard people talking about it, and that's the topic of adrenal fatigue. Bernadette, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I am too. I feel like this is a conversation that I'm hearing more and more about, which is, you know, people talking about finding out they have adrenal fatigue. So, I mean, let's start right from the get go. What is this? What is adrenal fatigue? What does that mean? Um, Well, it's kind of a controversial term right now between Western and Eastern medicine, but I think anyone, um, including myself, even though coming from a Western background, um, can appreciate the term. Um, It's... It's lots, adrenal fatigue is lots of things. There's lots of different symptoms and it's more of a group of symptoms and really evaluating your lifestyle in the same sense to see what could be causing the symptoms. So it normally occurs after a result of chronic stress and then you're just adrenals being so tired that they can't go anymore, which in turn creates you know, a plethora of symptoms. If you're, you know, waking up tired all the time, even though you're getting 10 hours of sleep, what's causing it? You know, you got to kind of look at what's going on in your life. Have you had, you know, some type of work stress? Did you have a family member just pass? You know, it's that it's, it's, it's kind of the cumulative effect of stress on the body that then, you know, physiologically changes things. Yes, it manifests into uh, physiological symptoms. And what are some of those symptoms? Uh, like I said, you know, waking up tired, mm-hmm. um, not get, you know, just 
maybe crashing in the middle of the day. Uh A lot of times people will describe it as like two o'clock, they've hit a wall or three o'clock, they've hit a wall. Um, Not being able to address stress anymore, you know, feeling overwhelmed, which is something a lot of people given the current situation are really starting to feel and have been feeling, you know, for the for the past year, you know, your mood, something that you would have been able to handle, you know, a couple months ago, now you're not. Um, We always joke as females, you know, that Hallmark commercial comes on and we start crying and we know it's that time. Well, that time begins to happen every single day. Just things that wouldn't bother you, bother you. You might get, you know, brain fog, Mm -hmm. difficulty concentrating, uh, might not remember things. And then, yeah, you you can also get crave food cravings, which is something I get. Um, I know I'm burnt out when I just, I, I want to eat a whole box of cookies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I crave the sugar. Absolutely. Yeah. What you're describing, I mean, it's interesting because we keep coming back to this. We have a, a very active Facebook community group where people who are listeners talk and we keep coming back to this brain fog. Like so many of us have developed that this year, I think as a result of the stressors of the pandemic and, you know, kids coming home from school and us balancing oh, all of a sudden I'm a homeschool teacher and I still have a job and I'm, you know, quarantined and don't have my normal, you know, outlets and things like that. Um, And so I I think a lot of people are really struggling with that. So if people are listening to this and thinking, "Mm, I wonder if I have adrenal fatigue, what would be next steps? How does one go about determining if they have this? You can do a, uh, one test that's used by a lot of naturopaths is the saliva cortisol panel. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can look into what your cortisol levels are and maybe, you know, give you not a true, um, diagnosis. I, I, for me, I feel like if you have three or more of the symptoms mm-hmm. and you can look at some of the causes of adrenal fatigue and, and they line up, then you most likely have it. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that is very overlooked. And as we um, start to stress more about taking care of ourselves and self-care, we'll realize that how important those are to us. And then once we start addressing it, how these symptoms, these negative symptoms will start going away. Yeah. Explain to me, because I know you mentioned, you know, this, there's a bit of controversy between Eastern and Western, and I have done this saliva test. Um, I was fortunate to have a doctor do it. But I, I know that not every kind of traditional Western medical doctor will do it. Explain to me what, what's the physiological process of adrenal fatigue? What's the science behind it? So it's, it's your body's immune system responding to when you're under a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. So your adrenal glands are small organs, you know, and they respond to stress by releasing hormones called cortisol and adrenaline. And that's our fight or flight. And we, we actually want this to happen, right? Mm -hmm. So if, if we put our hand on a stove and we want to have that reaction to, to lift our hand up, but if you're under stress constantly and your body is producing hormones to try and, you know, fix, you know, it's responding, your immune system's responding, eventually it's going to get so overworked, it's going to stop responding. So it'd be like keeping your hand on that hot plate and not being able to pick it up. And that's when you start seeing all these, you know, physiological signs and some Western doctors believe that unless your adrenal glands are completely, you know, there, there's this, you know, black and white test that says, okay, it, it's not working, that you can't have anything like this. Well, we know, you know, as just being humans and living through it, that no, yeah, you can, and we mm-hmm. can reverse it. It takes some time, but you got to find the root cause. So yes, there are um, different diseases that cause the adrenals not to work, but we know that if you're overburdening your your adrenals and they're producing all these things, they also can crash just like us. You know, you'd run a marathon, you're tired after, so are your adrenals. Well, and it seems like, and I know this is true for a lot of medical issues, it's like if it's not a, a disease in so much as, you know, it, it could be fatal or it's causing things to slow down, but if it's just something that's creating discomfort, you know, brain fog, it just seems like it's harder to get people to take it seriously. 
Oh, I, I agree a hundred percent. Um, it's for whatever reason, they, the powers that be feel that, you know, this test has to prove this. Mm -hmm. Well, a test can say like, Thought, take your thyroid as an example. I've, for me personally, I've had blood work that says my thyroid is completely fine, but I had every symptom possible. And thank God I had a doctor who put me on medicine and, it, mm. and I was able to correct that. But had they gone with the original test and the parameters that they set, they would mm-hmm. have said I didn't have a thyroid problem. Right. So we need to listen to our bodies more so than a test that's made for the majority of you that your average person. Well, what about everybody else that doesn't fall into mm-hmm. that category? Mm-hmm. You know, we need we need treatment too. <laughs> right, right. And you know, I mean yeah. it just it reminds me also of, you know, just the treatment of hormones with women where it's just kind of like, well, you know, it's just normal to be uncomfortable every day. Like, no, no yeah. it's not normal. We shouldn't have to live like this. No, I, I agree 100%. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that is one that we've discussed quite a bit. Um, I'm curious, oh, yeah. too, how do the adrenal functioning, how does the adrenal functioning, does it interplay with, horm- with you know, the other hormones that we talk about more often, like, you know, um, progesterone? progesterone and um, estrogen. Is there some interplay between these things? Yes. Um, I like to say that hormones have like a special relationship with each other (laughs) that they don't share with us. Um, And it's, it's, I mean, cortisol, when your cortisol is off, it's going to cascade into several different things. It can affect your progesterone. It can affect Mm -hmm. your estrogen. Cortisol and estrogen have this love-hate relationship. And like you notice, the more you're stressed, where you're going to pack your weight on? You're going to pack it on for a female in their midsection. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times when you start seeing that weight on your midsection, if you were to go test your estrogen, it would be up. So yes, there's definitely um, a correlation between adrenal fatigue and our hormones and it could even be our you know progesterone was off and it could trigger adrenal fatigue so they're very much interlinked Mm -hmm. and keeping them all balanced and happy is is really a key to wellness for us ladies yeah absolutely (laughs) so if someone is listening to this and thinking i might have adrenal fatigue i want to you know do more investigation into this where do they go to make sure they find a provider who also takes this seriously I would start with their with their medical provider, mm-hmm. and if he or she is not taking them seriously, then I would look for a naturopath that's in their area, mm-hmm. because then they will, you know, try and get down to more root cause. I also encourage people to take their health in their own hands. They can start with little changes, you know, like comment, like evaluate their lifestyle. Like, are they, you know chronically stressed? Are they running on empty? Are they in a, uh, you know, unhealthy relationship, hostile work environment, those type of things that we don't really realize, like everybody mm-hmm. has to go to work, but they're not realizing that work is causing this. So finding ways to cope or get out of a situation, um, you know, or do they think do they have low self-esteem? You know, a lot I've noticed um, during the past couple, you know, months, more and more people are being critical of themselves because everyone has stayed home and summer's coming up, you know, little things that we think we don't stress about, we are stressing about now. And um, I think people can start there and then take these tests because a lot of these tests are expensive. And if you don't have a lot of money, then going to a naturopath might not be your first step. It might be your second if you can't try and, you know, do some simple changes in your lifestyle to help. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Um, and then what about what can people do if, if they find it through, you know, doing the, the cortisol breath test, or if they suspect it and, and just don't, you know, have the resources to confirm it, what do people do to treat it? What they can start is by um, looking at their diet. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we are that saying we are what we eat is so true. Because what we put in our body is going to come out. And if it doesn't come out, you know, by elimination, it's going to come out of our skin. You know, it's it's going to show up. Mm-hmm. So just making sure that they're eating, you know, fresh vets, vegetables. Um, uh, leafy greens are great. Mm-hmm. Eating a rainbow, uh, you know, making sure that they're staying away. Like 
we get stressed and we're so short on time. We're running through McDonald's. We're going through Taco Bell. You know, we're just grabbing snacks out of the vending machine. Take some time to just make a lunch or, you know, you can even now get, you know, healthy kits that are delivered to your house to make a meal. Yeah. If you don't have time for the grocery store there, you know, swap, swap an unhealthy habit for a healthy habit and see how it, you know, in two months makes you feel. Um, one thing that I really stress is people in intermittent fasting. If you think you have adrenal fatigue and you've been fasting, stop. It is not it, it, intermittent fasting is good for some medical conditions, but if you suspect you have adrenal fatigue or insufficiency, do not do not do the intermittent fasting. Oh, it'll that's just interesting. Make it, yeah, it'll just make it worse. It was one of the things I tried because I wanted to lose my you know my little. Uh, pooch that I got. And I, when I was going through adrenal fatigue and realized, you know, here I'm, I'm practically starving myself and I'm gaining weight. How is this possible? You know, and, um, intermittent fasting isn't good. Um, I would encourage people to do, uh, low impact exercise, nothing that's going to put stress on your body. Uh Um, just go for brisk walks, yoga, even just simple stretches in the morning to get you going, but take some of that, uh, you know, stress out of you, you know, but doing it physically, uh, meditation and mindfulness, just being mindful and respecting your body and mm-hmm. your self care and what you need to do for yourself. Cause if your cup is half full, then you're not going to be able to take care of yourself and you're certainly not going to get rid of the adrenal fatigue. Totally. What about supplements? Supplements are good. Um, I really encourage B vitamins. Uh, we have a great blend at Neputics called the Stress Master that has a bunch of adaptogenic herbs, which I love because if you start coming out of adrenal fatigue, uh, adaptogenic herbs, you know, work with your body. They adapt to what your body is feeling. So if you're super stressed, it's going to help take that edge off. And then if you're starting, you know, to get out of that, you can still take adaptogenic herbs and they'll just keep you balanced. Mm -hmm. Um, Magnesium is another good um, supplement to take with adrenal fatigue. It will help with your sleep, your energy, your mind. Yeah. I like taking magnesium. Do you have any um, advice in terms of magnesium for how much to take to avoid that stomach upset that can sometimes happen? Mm. Everyone is different. Mm-hmm. I always advise starting with the lowest dose possible, right. depending which what you get. And and if that is still upsetting your stomach, cut it in half. Got it. And see if that doesn't upset your stomach. And if it doesn't upset your stomach, then take that every day or every other day for a week and then slowly increase to a dose that you feel you're now seeing results from. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've had to do that too. Kind of start slow. Mm-hmm. Any other recommendations for um, helping treat adrenal fatigue? Um, I just sleeping patterns, making mm. sure you're getting enough sleep. Mm-hmm. Not you know running on empty. Really taking time for yourself. Listen to your body. Listen to your mind. I'm big on meditating for at least five minutes in the morning and at least five minutes at night. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe even just taking a day, like pick a day Sunday for three hours, you're doing something just for yourself for you to decompress. Yeah, that's so important. And it's so hard to do. I I heard someone talking about like, um, the difference between kind of mindful and intentional relaxing versus guilty relaxing, which I think is what a lot of us do, which is that we haven't really given ourselves permission, but we're taking it. And so we're distracted by the guilt. Um, And just the importance of like, no, I'm setting this side, like this time aside, like I am intentionally relaxing, I'm intentionally doing nothing for this certain amount of time. Yeah, no, 100%. I agree. I try and take my Sundays to just be with my family not look at anything for work and not even think about work. Because for me, my big stressor, I'm not going to lie, is, you know, work. Yeah. And then oh, yeah. juggling my son, you know, I have I have a son in school. So 
being a teacher and then he just transitioned back into school and, and all that worry. Um, and my husband is still at home. So it's, it's definitely been challenging. How do you think the pandemic has affected people's adrenal fatigue? I think even though some of us have been able to stay home, we're coming to terms and realizing how much we actually do. Yeah. Um, For some people, they slowed down. For some people, they sped back up. Yeah. uh, Because they couldn't. So I think the pandemic has definitely shown us that we need to stop and take care of ourselves, especially because a lot of people that were getting sick were run down, super stressed, weren't eating a really good diet, weren't, they just weren't taking care of themselves. Not, not to put blame on anything, but if you're eating, you know, McDonald's every day, you're not exercising and you're working, you know, 12, 14 hours a day, of, of course your body's going to take a toll. Yeah. Yeah. It's inevitable. So, yeah. And I, I think, I mean, as you mentioned, I think a lot of us just couldn't really avoid, um, fatiguing our bodies. You know, it's like, I know all the things that I could and should do. But all of a sudden, when I'm having to manage four kids doing school at home, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I I just feel like there were months of the pandemic where I, I was barely holding on, you know, and I was every unhealthy pattern that I know to be unhealthy was kind of inevitable, you know, and I was working and then helping with school and then making dinner and then up until midnight working again, you know, and I mm-hmm. think a lot of us just we we did what we had to do, um, especially working moms, but it's like now we're unraveling the effects on our body. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. A lot of people started drinking more too, yes. and not even realizing yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, I I definitely believe that our body keeps the score. And I think many of us are now, you know, we, we have a body that's tapping on our shoulder and saying, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need, need a brain. Yes. Please. <laughs> totally. Well, this has been incredibly helpful. Um, where can people find you online? If they go to www.neputicshealth.com is our website. And you can follow us on Instagram at Neputics Health. Fantastic. And we will also link up to that in our show notes. And we will link up to the Stress Master supplement that you mentioned as well. Sounds like a good one. I think I am ordering that for myself right now. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You have a good day. Well, I have a topic that BJ and I are going to be discussing that I am excited to talk about right now because it is very timely for me and I think it will be for many of you. And that is the topic of reintegration, particularly with our friends um, and socially as the pandemic is, you know, we're creeping towards some normalcy. Um, And I know for myself, you know, I'm seeing more people than I was now that I've been vaccinated. And that shift has been a little bit difficult. I think I've lost some of my social muscles. So BJ, I'm excited to talk to you about how, how we build our stamina back up socially. I think this is going to be a really interesting part of this study that we've all been forced into in the last yes, year. Yes, an involuntary <laughs> research trial Case study. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I think there's. I think anyone with any propensity toward introversion mm-hmm. has gone really deep into their introversion, and so coming out of that is actually going to feel um, assaultive. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I've even noticed that when I would, you know, we didn't do most of our grocery shopping in, in stores for a long time. And then when I finally would go, and especially recently, since I've been vaccinated and I feel a little bit of a weight lifted off my shoulders around that, I'm not doing anything differently. I'm not seeing, you know, just willy nilly going out and seeing people and we're still wearing masks and that kind of thing. But I've noticed when I go into stores that now I feel a little bit more freedom to close the distance gap between people. I, I'm a little less mindful of it than I was before. And I caught myself a couple of times noticing people startled when I got too close to them. Mm-hmm. And it made me think about what it's going to be like to kind of reintegrate into society. 
Yeah. And being near people again. And for the introvert, that this has been a nice little respite in certain ways, but also we've gotten a little too deeper into that to such a degree because it's easy for us to isolate. It's going to be, it's going to feel bristly. Yeah. It's at times it's going to feel unsafe, even when it's safe. Mm -hmm. And, and there's also this little bit of a, um, a mental part of it for me where I do feel less of the, of the fear and the anxiety and all of the stuff. When I do go out in public, my grandchildren are getting to go into stores now mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, but I'm still aware that I don't know who is safe, who's vaccinated, who's not, who never is going to be, um, you know, there's so much of that kind of thing that's playing into all of our getting back out there. And so I'm, I've just been paying attention to my body's reactions, but I've really been noticing other people and their reactions too. And there is in some level a different safety. And then there's others where it seems like people are on very high alert. And I think there's going to be some hypervigilance for a lot of people coming back out there. I think the extroverts are like, get me out there. Can't wait. And I think it's going to be easy for them to be a little too um, there. I think our, I think if you're an extrovert, you're going to find that you need to be a little bit mindful of the impact that your presence has on people Yeah, and not personalize that at all, because it is going to take time for yeah. us to be comfortable in the environments we were com- comfortable in before. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that's a good thing to be sensitive of that, you know, the introverts in your lives may be feeling a little shell-shocked. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's, it's funny because we introverts struggled before with yes. overstimuli and stuff like that. And, you know, even more so as, you know, we're not accustomed to this. I mean, I know for myself, the first time after I was vaccinated, I got together with four friends in my living room I hadn't had anyone in my house in a year outside of my own family, you know, and there was a good hour or two where I felt like I was having an out-of-body experience, you know, like I was just dreamy, weird world, you know, like what is happening? Cannot compute. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what I mean. And I think you and I have talked a little bit just in recent weeks, Kristen, about our own brain fog and fatigue. Mm -hmm. And I'm really realizing how much sleep deprivation has contributed to mine. Yeah. I've been sleeping better. Mm -hmm. My brain fog is better. Um, my, my ability to sustain some rest is a little bit better. It's becoming Mm -hmm. better. Um, and yet it make, it's making me realize that I was, definitely an introvert, but I could kind of predict situations that I could or couldn't tolerate. Mm -hmm. I kind of had an exit plan going in based on where I was in that moment. And this length of time in isolation just raised or lowered my ability to push myself at all. Yeah, absolutely. To power through anything. I mean, my systems want to shut down. Yeah very, very easily without much resistance. And so I feel like that's going to be a thing that we notice as we move on more and more. And again, like, I think you really nailed something in talking about being in the presence of friends. We've been talking in recent episodes and on the community page about the friendships that have changed through this pandemic. And I think our ability to identify who we really want to open our world back mm-hmm. up to mm-hmm. is a part of this muscle building also. I agree. And I, you know, I will say this too, for people who, um, you know, maybe have some people, some friendships that felt a little more toxic or, you know, who you have realized through the pandemic and the last election, like, okay, we're on very different pages. Like this is a bit of a fresh start. You don't yeah. have to, you know, this is a good foothold opportunity to say like, I'm going to 
create a little more distance. You know, you don't have to get every single friend back to where they were before. You yep. might have found new friends that shared more values with you this year, um, or you might have determined a few people just you know, maybe aren't going to survive at the same level as they were before. And that's okay. Like it really is a good opportunity to create distance with people that you need to create distance with. I think it's a really amazing opportunity for people who have struggled with boundaries before Yeah, to get a clean slate opportunity to go, you know what, I'm just going to kind of rate these people that were in my life before uh-huh. And look at those people that you were kind of forced into relationship, maybe because they were a coworker. Mm-hmm. Those are easy. You might mm-hmm. never go back to your office again. Or if you do, how you interact with that person could look very, very different than it did before. Mm-hmm. Because now you've got an opportunity to do things differently without it feeling like some awkward shift that you've got to navigate with that person. Everything's going to be awkward. Yeah. So going back in with different intentions and different boundaries and knowing how to set those boundaries just for yourself. Like we said before, not all boundaries have to be communicated. Sometimes it's just a matter of deciding what's okay and what's not okay for me in regard to someone. And I can show up differently, taking better care of myself with an emotional detachment from a situation that in the past I felt kind of enmeshed in or bonded into. And I don't have to go back and do that again the same way. But the same thing is true with our personal friendships. There are people that we can look at that we kind of defaulted into these relationships with for whatever reason, that now we get to decide, is that someone I want to nurture back to the same place I was? Doesn't mean I don't have them in my life anymore. Maybe I just wait and see what happens and see if and see what, see what measures they take towards me mm-hmm. before I decide where I want to, what I, how much I want to give into that friendship. It's such a brilliant kind of reset button yeah, in is. that way that we can actually choose where when you're trying to make that transition to people with people that you're engaged with, that's one of the biggest questions we have asked all the time. Like, how do I communicate a boundary? How do I set a boundary? How do I do, how do I do that instead of an ultimatum? And this is kind of an easy way to practice this because you've kind of got a built-in system that supports it. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, it is. I think, you know, and, and our feelings of like the prospect of getting back together with new, with people that we haven't for a while are informative too. And that's probably a good litmus test of like, okay, when I think about resuming social contact with this person, do I feel excitement? Am I looking forward to hugging them and being in their presence? Or do I feel dread Mm -hmm. and, or exhaustion, you know, pre panic, pre argument, Um, you know, that feeling like I'm mad at them already. Yep. (laughs) And that's, you know, all of that is informative for us to like, I don't, I don't have to, you know, jump right back into this relationship. Yeah. There's another element of this that I think we should talk about too. And that is communicating as we move into these in-home gatherings, mm-hmm. now we're being faced with a, a different level of communicating what our pro- protocols are yeah, and the people that we're gathering with. And I think it's really important that people know how to ask for their needs to be met about this and to step into it knowing you're going to get resistance from people who think differently about it than you do. You're also going to get resistance from people who don't think differently about you, but they feel like it's a personal Mm -hmm. assault on them for you to Mm -hmm. ask, are you vaccinated? Yeah. Or will everyone that's going to be there be vaccinated? Mm -hmm. Will you be, will people be free to wear masks or will they be wearing masks and that kind of thing? Um, I know for me, like we recently got together with our son and her, his family and her cousin was going to be there. And my daughter-in-law offered to me before I even had to ask, Oh, by the way, they're, they've been vaccinated. They've both been vaccinated, fully vaccinated. And it was so wonderful to not have to ask the question Yeah, that they were thoughtful enough to offer that information. And for me, that's what I would do. I would just make sure that if I was going to gather with anyone, so people don't feel that awkwardness Mm -hmm. and then they don't bring that awkwardness to the event in Mm -hmm. that moment, that gathering, because they don't know what to do or how to ask for it to just be able to say, just so you know, this is what is going on. This is who will be there. And this is what their status is. If you're comfortable with that, we'd love to have you. If there's any part of that you're not comfortable with, please feel free to tell me. I would want to offer that so that people aren't 
having to ask me because I know in the past we've gotten, we've had conflict because Mm -hmm. when we asked, it felt offensive as though we didn't trust people. And that was never the motivation behind it. It was, we're asking everybody the same question, no matter who you are. Yep. (laughs) Nothing to do with who you are or how you feel about any of it. We're just asking the same question for our own peace of mind to know that we're not stepping into something blindly without knowledge of what we're, what we're expecting. Yes. And we should have been extending that graciousness to each other all along along. in these conversations, but this is just a reminder that Mm -hmm. it continues. We're not all the way done. More information is better. None of it needs to be a value judgment, you know, to say, Hey, we're having a gathering it, this, you know, we're, we're feeling safe because we're vaccinated. We're not worried about who's coming. It's going to be a mixed crowd. Tell people that and people can then make the decision or not. Exactly. Um, But don't, you know, like, you know, all along, we shouldn't be inviting people into a situation where we haven't given them information so that they can adjust their own boundaries. You know, we don't have to, we can all have our freedoms. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, but we can, we can provide information so other people can make their own decisions about their own bodies and health. Exactly. That's it. Hey, thank you for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us on Instagram at at selfie podcast and in the selfie podcast community group on Facebook. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so you can catch up with us next week. Take care.